each and every one of you have a responsibility now. You, you can, in the next several days uh, or week, I guess, make phone calls to your elected representatives to make sure that they vote for Mark Jennings and his conservative slate. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another amazing installment of Morning Reload. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. This installment of Morning Reload is brought to you by 307 Cowboy Fabrication. If you haven't noticed, the temperature's kind of dropping outside. And with these Wyoming winds that we've all become so accustomed to, your livestock take a beating. So if you need an outdoor shelter for your livestock made with materials manufactured right here in the state of Wyoming, give my friends Bryce and Melody Reese a call. Their number is 307-441-1815. That's 307-Cowboy Fabrication. Or... If you're in need of a larger metal structure like a barn or a roping arena or a giant warehouse, give Nick and Jesse a call at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. These guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do a better job at it than anybody else. So give Nick and Jesse a call, 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. Why is it, do you suppose, that the vast majority of the Freedom Caucus did not have an opponent in the primary election? Why do you suppose that is? With few exceptions... Just about every other legislator had an opponent in the primary, but not the Freedom Caucus. Why? Of the House Freedom Caucus, only two out of the 15 that we started the primary election with had opponents. Clarence Stivar beat his 2-1, and Tim Hallinan lost his seat to Ken Clouston. But those were the only two that faced a primary challenger. All told, in the rest of the Wyoming House of Representatives... Nine incumbents were defeated. There were two Democrats and seven other Redcoats, and they were replaced by considerably more conservative people. The answer is pretty easy to deduce, and it's twofold. The first of which is that Wyoming citizens had a lot more time on their hands to watch what it is that these people were doing in Cheyenne, and they were none too happy with what they saw. And second, it is clear that Wyoming citizens have decided they want a more conservative government. That started with the primary and general election. The next step is the Republican caucus meeting on Saturday, November 19th, where the Republicans are going to choose their Speaker of the House, or their choice for Speaker of the House. As I mentioned on Weekend Update, there are two people running for that position. There's Representative Mark Jennings, the former chair of the House Freedom Caucus, 
And he's running against Albert Somers, who is, or at least was, the majority floor leader in the House. In truth, the only way that you could get a clearer choice is if you had a Republican and a Democrat running for Speaker of the House. Representative Mark Jennings is by far one of the most conservative legislators in the state of Wyoming. And Albert Somers, well, he's the mirror opposite. Albert Somers is not a conservative, though he's doing his dead-level best to convince everybody that he is. Honestly, Albert Somers is the best Democrat that the Democrats could have ever asked for, without having to hang that D at the end of his name, that is. We began the program with a soundbite from David Bossie's comments at the Wyoming State GOP State Central Committee meeting that was held in Casper this last weekend. Let me play it for you again. Each and every one of you have a responsibility now. You, you can, in the next several days uh, or week, I guess, make phone calls to your elected representatives to make sure that they vote for Mark Jennings and his conservative slate. He's exactly right. In America, we have this tendency to think that once we've gone to the voting booth and filled in our little circle, then our civic duty is done. That's not true at all. A vibrant republic requires both educated and active participation in your government. If you've learned anything from this program, you know that all of those jokers in Cheyenne require constant supervision. If left to their own devices, whether they mean to or not, they'll end up voting for things that are not in your best interest. The Speaker of the House is not just the guy that makes sure the trains run on time in Cheyenne. He has broad discretion about which bills are debated, which of them even see the light of day, which of them are going to be voted on, who's on committees and who's not. He has a lot of power. Now, I'm sure if you ask any of these elected officials that spend most of their time in Cheyenne, they'll tell you, well, you know, the Speaker of the House, that's our choice. That, you know, it's the legislature's choice on who it is that's going to lead them. That would be true if it were the only thing that the Speaker of the House does. But it's not. So what we need to do is make sure that everybody that won the election and all of those people in Cheyenne understand the message that was delivered in the election, that Wyoming citizens want more conservative representation in Cheyenne, up to and including the Speaker of the House. And in this case, the conservative choice is Representative Mark Jennings. So everyone needs to make sure that they call and email their House representative to tell them to vote for Representative Mark Jennings. A lot of people in this election told voters that they're a conservative, that they're rock solid, that they're tough, that they're strong, that they're consistent. Well, now's their chance to prove it. The reason why they got elected, most likely, is because they told voters that they're a conservative. So now they need to vote that way. Let me give you two examples. The first one is John Conrad. He defeated Carl Allred, who is now the Secretary of State. And his campaign literature specifically said that he's a conservative. Now, a lot of the things that John Conrad has done recently would indicate otherwise. But the reason that he got elected is most people in Uinta County probably saw that word on his campaign mailers and voted for him. So now what John Conrad needs to do is vote for Mark Jettings for Speaker of the House. But you're going to have to force him to do that. You need to call him and email him and make sure that he makes the correct choice on Saturday. The second example is my representative, Barry Crago. Of course, I have copies of every single mailer that he sent out during the election, and all of them say that he's a conservative. 
Now, a lot of the votes that Barry did last session could be categorized as something like not conservative. But maybe he made a course correction. I mean, politicians do that all the time. After Bill Clinton took a shellacking in the midterms, he regrouped, put the skids on his liberal agenda, and balanced the budget. It's quite possible that Barry Crago has done that very same thing. But he told Johnson County voters that he's a conservative. Several times. Over and over and over. And now it's time for him to prove it as well. The way that you get these two guys to see things our way is to continually email them and call them and tell them if they hadn't got the message already that the will of the voters is to have conservative leadership in Cheyenne. And conservative leadership does not mean Albert Somers. Let me just give you a quick refresher on Mr. Albert Somers. He votes with the Democrats 84.4% of the time. On the list of conservatism that all legislators can't stand, Albert Somers is number 72. The truth is, there's a Democrat on that list that's actually way more conservative than Albert Somers is. When it comes to spending bills, Albert Somers will vote to spend money 86% of the time. And so, as far as it relates to Barry Crago, on one of his campaign ads, which I've posted at CowboyStatePolitics.com, it says that he's going to control spending. Well, if that's true, then he's certainly not going to vote for Albert Somers because that would be the opposite of what he told voters he was going to do. So again, Albert Somers isn't a conservative, and he's lying to you if he tells you otherwise. So let me tell you how all this stuff is going to work in Cheyenne. At the end of this week, they have a legislator training that's put on by the Legislative Service Office to kind of, you know, show all the newbies the ropes. And then after that, well, the leadership is going to put on a social hour for all the freshmen to, you know, show them how welcome they are at, at Wyoming's legislature, to schmooze them into voting for Albert Somers, because, you know, Albert Somers is part of leadership. So the way this works in Cheyenne is they grab new legislators by the ear and they say, come on over here, I'll show you how it's done. Even though voters clearly told their newly elected representatives that they don't want them to do business like that anymore. You know, one of the great things about this program is I get sent all sorts of emails throughout the week. Let me read you the one that Albert Somers sent to all the incoming freshmen. And I quote, Dear colleague, congratulations on being elected to the Wyoming House of Representatives for the 67th legislature. I'm sure you're ready to get to work. Next week, the LSO is putting on a training for new legislators. The training is in Cheyenne at the Capitol Building from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. That evening, following your training, myself and Representatives Jared Olson, Clark Stith, and Cyrus Western want to invite you to join us for a social gathering at the office bar and grill from 7 to 9. It's a chance to unwind a bit and you know, get to know each other better. We'll have appetizer-style foods, and we welcome you to come have a beverage with us. Practice your swing with the golf simulator or try your luck in the virtual shooting range. Should be a good time for all. Hope to see you there. Respectfully, Representative Albert Somers. Interesting thing about this little email, Albert Somers, Clark Stith, Jared Olson, and Cyrus Western are all running for leadership positions. You don't suppose this thing is meant to, you know, maybe schmooze the new legislators, get them to, you know, see things their way?
Yeah, I'm sure it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with that. I suggest everybody show up, drink their booze, eat their food, and then tell them that you're voting for Mark Jennings. Moving on. On Saturday, the Wyoming GOP held their state central committee meeting in Casper. Typically, state central committee meetings have a little bit of excitement here or there. There's usually a resolution that people are excited about or some topic that needs to be discussed. Think about all the meetings we held concerning Cricket's Cheney. But the meeting that's held after an election is almost always a bit of a snoozer. And really, Saturday was no exception. As I see it, there were three highlights to Saturday's meeting. First, the Natrona County delegation only sent one representative. And she showed up only after the meeting had gaveled in. This is a result of a little inside baseball that's been happening in the party. For about three years, the conservatives have been in control of the Wyoming GOP. Ever since that election, Laramie and Natrona counties have been doing everything they could possibly think of to thwart the Wyoming GOP at every turn. Because they're not in control, and they really don't like not having power. Until very recently, Natrona County has been prosecuting a lawsuit against the state GOP, which amounts to little more than we don't want to pay what we owe you. Because Natrona County, for the recent past anyway, has been in, under the control of the Redcoats, Frontier Joe McGinley and the True family. So anyway, the Wyoming GOP was not going to hold a meeting sponsored by the Natrona County GOP. Why would they? That wouldn't make any sense. Instead, the state party decided to allow Liberty's Place for You a group in Casper that's been pretty active in Wyoming politics, to host the meeting. And they did a fantastic job. During Thursday's live program, I'm going to go through the conflict between the state GOP and Natrona and Laramie counties in detail. It's a long story over two years, and unless you put it in context, it doesn't really make sense. But I've got some audio from the meeting that I'm going to play for you during the live program, so make sure that you don't miss that. It's Thursday at 10 a.m. So anyhow, the state GOP decided to let Liberty's Place for You host the meeting. The proceeds from that meeting went to Liberty's Place for You and local Natrona County grassroots conservatives. They put on a great luncheon. The chunk of prime rib that I had for lunch was incredible. As far as I could tell, everything went off without a hitch. Almost always, the most interesting part of state central committee meetings is the resolutions that are put forth. There was one that demanded the immediate release and speedy trial of those still held for their involvement with the January 6th riot. If you've forgotten, there's a grandmother that is still being held in solitary confinement because she stepped on restricted grounds. She didn't participate in the riot at all. And yet, she's still behind bars. A grandmother. That one passed easily. The other one that sparked my interest was a resolution asking for the BLM to get the heck out of the state of Wyoming. If you didn't know, the BLM controls almost half of the entire state. Here's Sheridan County Chairman Brian Miller talking about that resolution. Therefore, be it resolved, the Wyoming Republican Party supports the transfer of control of the lands managed by BLM to Wyoming as the local stewards of the land. As you might imagine, that one passed handily as well. The other highlight of the meeting was David Bossie. 
He gave some comments during the luncheon and then showed his movie Rigged. It's about the effect of Mark Zuckerberg's $400 million that he dumped into local county clerk offices and what that did to the election. It's a pretty good movie. On Saturday, I have an interview that I'll play for you with David Bossie. I questioned him on his movie, and I think you'll find his response pretty interesting. So we'll do that on Weekend Update. But that'll about do it for Morning Reload. Have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk again on Wednesday. Again, don't forget about the live episode Thursday morning at 10 a.m. You can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com, and I also post it on the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is Cowboy State Politics.